The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump. Hey, listen. Oh, Kermy. Before you tell everybody what goes down in this, this episode, I have to share something that I didn't realize that you can do now on iTunes. This used to drive me crazy when I had a, a specific episode that I wanted to share with someone that I wanted them to listen to. I used to send it, and then it would just send the link of Mind Pump, and then they got 500 episodes they'd yeah, have to try and figure out. Mm-hmm. Now they have updated that on the podcast, the iTunes app. So when you're listening to an episode and you find an episode that you really want to share- probably going to be this one. With, you really want to share with somebody. If you look down in the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see a little square with an arrow on it. You hit that square, and it automatically sends that exact episode either via email, via text message, however you want to send it to somebody- it's really easy now to share the episodes, which was pretty cool. I, I think they just updated that maybe a few months ago. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Nice. So uh, for the first 30 minutes or so, we have nice uh, conversation. We talk about uh, being hungry in business. Mm. Uh, you know, you know those fired up a little bit. Exactly. Uh, then we, uh, oh, actually, we did mention our sponsor Organifi in this episode. I also want to make the note here. Uh, if you enter the code MINDPUMP, you get 20% off. Then we get into Justin's chicken story. Apocalypse. Uh, it's you. You might not want to miss that one unless mm, unless you're PETA or if, if you're PETA. Fast forward past um, that part. Yeah, you're not going to want to hear that. We talk about hunting and killing our own food, and then we get into the questions. The first question is how we mention protein cycling and cycling other supplements. So how do we recommend that we do that? Like how often should you cycle your protein low and cycle some of your supplements? Then we answer the question uh, of a gentleman who can't eat vegetables, literally finds them absolutely disgusting. Sounds like my two-year-old. So what should he do? Uh, Hint, bustle. Bustle. Then we get into the next question. Uh, Somebody's asking us if they should do their post-prime session after they do the sauna, after the workout, or if it should be immediately after their workout? The answer to that question is not what you might expect, mm. or is it? Then the last question, Ooh. sandbag training. You sandbagger, you. <laughs> Again. What do we think about sandbag training racist. for muscle uh, development and for fat burning? Also, this month, uh, enroll in any of our programs. Look, if you want to get in shape, the best thing you could do is hire one of us personally. The second best thing you could do mm. is wow, enroll. You put up that that point out. Of there. course, yeah. Uh, is enroll in the Maps program. These are programs designed by us specifically. We design them for specific forms of adaptation. Lots the, of specifics going on that's here. That's right. Yeah. Maps, and to be specific, Maps Anabolic is our foundational program. Great for overall strength and development. Then we have Maps Aesthetic, which is for those of you who are cosmetic focused, or if you're a stage competitor, bikini physique, bodybuilder. We have MAPS Performance for those of you who are athletic-minded or just want functional performance. If you want to be able to move as good as you look. 
We also have Maps Anywhere, which is our program that includes no equipment. So in other words, you can get that program, work out in your closet. Nobody has to know. Move as good as you look. I like that. Then we have Maps Prime, uh, which teaches you how to prime your workouts, and Prime Pro, which is correctional. Or you could do the Super Bundle, which has almost all of those programs in one. If you enroll in any of them, individually or in the bundle, this month you get access to our forum for free. Our private forum normally costs $87. It has... Uh, 2,000 plus members, uh, many of which are personal trainers, fitness professionals, other competitors. And of course, me, Adam, and Justin are on there every single day. It's a great way to uh, kind of fire off ideas and get the support you need along your fitness journey. You get that for free this month if you enroll in any of those programs. Now, all you got to do to get those is go to mindpumpmedia.com and enroll. T-shirt time. Oh, yeah. Give away them shirts, Doug. Yeah, kind of a disappointing last week. Whoa. Only six reviews. What? Oh, that's like Ooh. a record low. Record right. low. Here's here some crickets. We need, yep. to, uh, we need to tell people how to leave reviews again. Good idea. So here's what you do. Uh, you go to, uh, you go to your, your podcast app. Go up in the search function. Even if you're already subscribed, you have to do this. Search Mind Pump, two words. Click on our icon. Then you'll be able to see a tab that says reviews. Leave a review. The odds of winning a free Mind Pump t-shirt are actually quite high. So yeah. you definitely want to do this. Yeah, It has to be five-star, by the way. And we're giving out two shirts. First up is Nick George 89 James Gaines, 116 Both of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. I came in at... Six. What time did you come? Six. Ooh. Oh yeah. Six, 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 six. I usually text him right before. When you guys that. were on that call, when you finally strolled in here at like nine or nine thirty, I was uh, meeting <laughs> with shaming. with our yeah, our young, motivated, and I can talk about him because he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> He's too cool. Uh, he wanted to have a little meeting with me. You talking about draw? Yeah. Mm. He wanted our boy draw. Yeah. Draw. Draw Dizzle. He wanted to have a meeting with me to tell me um, how motivated he was and to tell me, uh, you know, how hard he was going to work. Mm. And so we had a good little meeting at breakfast. I could tell he was very nervous. But uh, did you tell him coffees for closers only? Well, you know, you give him one of those you push, it, you push it away from his, his uh, vicinity. I yeah. mean, you guys know damn well that, you know, when it comes to those type of conversations, I'm probably not the funnest person to talk to about that. Right. Like, I'm not easy. I'm, and I'm very. But I, I believe a lot of times you just need a hug. Yeah, seems like that. Yeah. It's fun. You're fun ish. Right. But not the fun. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. So you're not in, in not spurts, not fun. like yeah. in spurts. Well, I it's mean, I think yeah. For, yeah. for I think for you guys, it's cool because you we're all the same team. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like when you watch uh, or like when you like have like Dennis Rodman on your basketball team. Like you hate the guy when you play against him, but you want him on your team. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah, you're yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman. Yeah, oh, man. right. So that's can you? I don't you know. know maybe like Horace Grant. Are you gonna wear a dress? No. No, I'm definitely more Dennis. Dennis Rodman was the first autobiography. He's so flamboyant, though. He was the first biography. Exactly. He paints his toes. Okay, like fine. So he, I read that. Did you guys ever read his? I, you guys I feel like Scottie Pippen. You feel yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of are. A little yeah. bit. Which uh, make, I'm kind of Jordan. So that would be Justin Jordan. So Justin's Jordan, you're Scottie Pippen, and I'm, I'm Dennis pretty Rodman. Pretty much in the clutch, I win championships. I'm just kidding. I'm like Joe yeah. Montana. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Rough sport, asshole. Oh, oh, my, my bad. My bad. Sorry. I'm like Larry Bird, dude. Sorry, I, I forgot let's, we were talking uh, about golf. Let's get yeah. it straight. It was re- no, it was really cute to watch him uh, get all flustered and but share with me his passion. He's only 18. You know, I forget that he's only 18 because he's always with us. I love 
love when I see like young kids like that, 18, 19, 20, who are motivated, driven, and hungry. Well, you just see the the fire finally spark. I love it. And it's it's rare, and here I know I'm going to get a bunch of people mad at me right here, but it's rare to find this in those millennials. I feel like a Do you lo- think though it was it's rare in just general? It's always rare. It right? is rare in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's even more rare in that generation. I think that I mean you talked about this just the other day about the you know people not even getting their driver's license. Yeah, there's, there's there's it feels like a lost art. There's some sure. weird statistics going on. I mean, when I was doing, I mean, I was managing gins. I was really I was 19 and I was I didn't know anybody my age that was that was you know aggressive <clears throat> like that. Um, so it's always going to be rare. But you're right. There's these weird, interesting statistics right now with kids. Like they don't want to drive, they don't uh, go out as much. They have less sex. Um, they don't go to movies as much. Uh, although that could be to, to you know, do, it's all due to technology. I think, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I, absolutely. I mean, Taylor even had to kind of talk some sense into him because I know when we first uh, gave him his offer and told him what he would get paid hourly. Uh, he wasn't that excited. It wasn't like a and, and Taylor was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? You have an opportunity to be a part of something that is amazing. It's growing. It's fun as shit to be a part of. You're doing something you love. He's like, we don't even beat him up right now right. just for saying that, <laughs> right? That you're passionate yeah, about. Just wait till this oh, and, and Taylor's down. like, do Take any of money. he goes, do any of your friends make that much money? And he's like, well, I have one friend that makes that kind of money. He's like, well, what does he do? He's like, construction. Like, fuck, he does construction for, yeah. you know, eight Hard to ten hours. Hard-ass labor. Right. He gets up at five o'clock in the morning and he's fucking carrying around two by fours all over the place and nailing shit on on. And build- you get to come in here and have a good time. Right. Yeah. He goes, and so he's like, and, and do something you're passionate about and that you love. And then with the potential that it could grow into something that could turn into possibly your career wake the fuck up you know and so he kind of had that i like taylor right he kind of had that conversation with him and he admitted this he admitted that this part of this it was his own like struggle this inner struggle he had and then he kind of asked me like you know i just want to feel confident that i i have the position i said dude you you that was what the first conversation was you have the position but i said let me tell you something you know and and you work your ass off we have the hours for you to put that work in but i will tell you this you know, we will sit down at this exact same fucking counter and I will evaluate your work and tell you if it's contributing to the business because you can make all the cool fucking videos you want. If it's not driving more revenue to the business, I don't give a shit about it. And that's hard for someone to hear who has an art that's into what you're like, loves what they're doing, they're passionate yeah, it's about. It's just called reality. It is reality. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'm like, if, if you can't show me that you're not adding value and by adding value, I mean fucking money to the business. You're not you're not worth that position to me. I'd much rather contract that overseas, maybe somebody who's less talented that I don't really like, that I don't care about, that I'm paying $8 an hour over there just to get the shit done because what we've proven to do already is working and if you can't find a way to make it work better, then, you know, it might be a short-lived position for it's, you. there's two two opportunity or two directions he could go with this cuz I'm I'm imagining myself at his age, right? And if I hear that, all that does is give me a boner. It just gets me really psyched. Well, that's what I'm looking like, for. Like, right? fuck yeah. Like, I'm, what? I'm looking to separate oh, that, right? <laughs> I'm looking to separate looking that right it. there. Yeah. Is I'm looking to see, like, that type of push either pushes someone like you to the next level or it scares the fuck out of somebody who's uh-huh. weak. I, that push I, pushes you to push. I was, in that, I was in that position. I, had, I gave Mark Masteroff, who was the founder of 24 Fitness, a tour of the gym as a 18 or 19-year-old kid. 
And basically, and this I didn't club, know that. You didn't tell me that. Oh yeah, he. So he came in to my club. Was he just happened to tour, be touring that day no, when you were there? So, so he was with uh, with John, who was the VP at the time. Right, I remember. And uh, he came around, and John was taking him to his clubs, and he says, "I, I want you to meet this kid," because at the time I was, I was doing numbers nobody had ever seen before. So, oh, so you okay? Now you've been there for a little bit. How long? I was an AGM. I, oh, maybe only a few months. Okay, or so, a couple months. So you're still green. But I was blowing. I mean, I was like I said, I was hitting forty, fifty thousand in, in in commissionable revenue, and you know, before that, the records were set at like twenty seven, you know, twenty five. So nobody ever seen that before. So he walks in, and uh, and he's like, and everybody's like, oh, Master Officer, everybody's freaking out, right? Because he's the founder. And um, then they come up and they're like, hey, they, they, he wants you to give him a tour. He wants to see what you're doing. Because he wants to know why you're doing so well. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. So I yeah. literally, I remember like like it was yesterday when they told me that, like the hair stood up on its end. But not because I was nervous. You were excited. Like I was like a, like, a, like a dog looking to like fight. Like, let's do this. So I took him on a tour. Hmm. I did my whole thing, which, which back then nobody had done before. But I was, I was selling fitness uh, before the membership. I was selling personal training. I was selling results and all that stuff. And I came up and I sat down with him, did the whole presentation. He gave me a couple of objections. You know, try and see how I would overcome them. I overcame them, and he goes, "If everybody did what you did, he goes, we would he would, he would be three times the company in terms of revenue." So I said, "That's awesome." I said, "When are you going to make me a manager?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Oh, you know, you got some time. You know, it's going to take some time. You're young, this and that." I said, "I am outperforming everybody that you have. I want that opportunity." And he said, "You'll get it." He said, "Just be patient." I said, "Okay." I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make it so ridiculously obvious that you need to promote me that you'll be embarrassed not to." I mean, those are the words that I said to a great man, and he left, and that's what I ended up doing. But you know, uh, like you're talking about uh, with withdraw, like that's a um, that's a situation that sometimes you're in life where you're you're shown an opportunity, like either you sink or you crush, and most people decide to sink because it's scary. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you get those people who are like ready to destroy, and it's kind of like the fallback for you know, like you get in into a real pressure situation like that, and it's real easy to pull back, really easy to pull back. It's a totally different operating system when you decide to face and mm-hmm. you decide to perform and, and do it on command. Fuck yeah, it's uncomfortable, very it's, uncomfortable, but it's exciting. Yeah. But you're you're right, dude. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You know, you just, you, you get into this, this zone and your, your eyes get focused, you know, everything tenses up. Like I was in that same experience not too long ago. So, oh, it's great. Isn't oh, it? I, it's it, I was like, I felt like I was back in the arena. You're alive. You know oh, what I mean? back yeah. in the arena. Damn it. I you, love that shit. You Fuck learn, yeah. you learn to, to seek that as you get older. When you're younger, you tend to avoid it, right? You avoid. And I think that's what, you know, the slight millennial jab I just had was it's, I think that is a lot of. What it is, is I think right now at a young age, they still are trying to avoid those situations. I think most of them, and when I say them, I'm like, I'm not talking about people listening to this podcast because it's already been shown that if you're a podcast listener, you're already uh, above the average person, right? As far as scientific studies have shown. Yeah, that way you're a smarter person. This is all the fault of the helicopter parents. Boom, I said it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let your kids figure shit out. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what right now. If you're a young, you know, 20 year old something, you know, 20 something year old, the opportunities for you today are better, better. Don't listen to the statistics where they say, oh, the, the workforce is harder and this and that and that. Bullshit. You have technology right fucking now where you can create your job tomorrow with less money than ever. 
than ever. I have met, because of this podcast, I have met several self-made millionaires that did nothing but use YouTube, social media, Instagram, yeah. that kind of shit. And it cost them almost nothing to do. That did not exist nope. 15 years ago. The so, opportunity is insanely there. If you have that fire inside of you, don't go get a job. Go make a job. Make that shit happen. It's 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 right there for the taking right now. I think the other hard challenge they have is learning to separate too, like their um the things that they love to do and that's fun, that's you know, their passion versus the stuff that you need to do and you have to do, right? Like mm. one of my favorite quotes is, you know, we do the things that we have to do now so we can do the things we want to do later. And, you know, there's no doubt I know he's passionate about making videos, but I'll give you examples. So like we're sitting there having breakfast and I pull out my my green juice from Organifi and I stir it up and like he has no idea what that is. And I'm like, wait a second, you work for us. You don't know anything about Organifi. Mm. Like you need to understand that you may be really good about making these videos and making cool stuff, but you need to know anything and everything that we're into. And there's a ton of shit that you guys haven't been a part of for two and a half years. You got to know. You got to know the message that Mind Pump has been about for so long. You got to know what would it what mm. would it take for us to partner with a company like this, especially yeah, since the decision making process to even get to that. Right. We've been a company that's came out and bashed supplements for such a long time, and we have yeah, finally. Like why are we Why are we working with this company? Right. Then? And now, and then, how can you translate this into videos and make it entertaining for people while still staying true to our message and our? T- this is what we've had a hard time with. We've hired two different companies that do what he does. And we have not, and we've had to fire them because it's like they can't, they they don't understand. They go based off some old formula, right? Well, they look it doesn't at work they us. look at what is that Beachbody and like all these companies mm-hmm. out there that are huge on the internet that are making millions of dollars, but it's hard when there's, their message is dinosaur, right? Well, not as it dinosaur. It's actually, I mean, it's dinosaur is. I don't know if dinosaur is the right word because I feel like what they're doing is working and many people that are modeling after that is working too. Okay. It's more it's like current. Let's it's, say it's not, it's not forward thinking. It, well, it's the, it's the wrong mess. It's what we're, yeah. it's what's clickbaity, right? It's yeah. what is, what is going to draw attention to then try and market and sell oh, the, them. The key is to understand those methods and utilize them with our message, which is one of integrity, which is one of real good fitness advice that helps people for reals that doesn't just isn't just bullshit for but is legit. Uh, like you know that's what's sorely missing and you know we got to fight fire with fire so we're going to use some of those those techniques but we're not going to sell bullshit you know what i mean I'm, i mean that's one thing that we talked about from day 1 yeah. and so i mean i can't wait till we're doing what they're doing but way better because of our well, message. and that's what I was trying to get across to him is like I was like you need to know this like I I can't hold your hand through this conversation like you should be asking me like what was it that made made us you know partner with this company like what did you guys like so much about them and what are they doing so different that you said no to all these other companies but all of a sudden that you're working with this company like you need to be prompting those questions from me so then I can then give you those answers and then you can think creatively to create these videos you know what like, let's give them give them some green juice give them the the thing no have, I did have him use it yeah, yeah no he yeah. I did yeah okay. no because I, I, I was making it for myself and so I let him taste it and stuff like that and I told him I was showing him what it well was and I flipped it around and was kind of teaching him everything. I thought I'd never say this but I actually enjoy using a green powder I never thought I would say that well, I don't supplement. I don't replace vegetables with it. By the way, um, I'm not. I'm not in that camp. But I actually enjoy using it. I well, be- that's what I think. It's a, someone asked. I've been getting actually a lot because I posted on my Insta story, and they're like, "Oh, how often are you taking this?" And it's like, "Well, I don't have a. I take this four times a week, or I take this every day at this time." 
I evaluate my diet, right? So in a perfect world, I'm not taking this. Like in a perfect world, I'm getting, you know, four to six good sized servings of vegetables a day. But in reality, I fucking know I can't always do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I'll look at like the previous day. If I go like, oh shit, I only got like two servings yesterday and I'm heading into this day and oh, look, I already missed it in one meal already. I'm going to take that because I already know that I'm behind from mm-hmm. the, you know, so yeah. that's how I use it. So sometimes in a week, I could use it, you know, four times, maybe one time another week, and then maybe seven times another week. And when we're yeah. traveling and we're doing things, I'm I'm not being able to get to my meals like I normally would. Well, so yeah, I even drink a lot of water, and uh, every now and then, like you know, I get this sort of craving for some some juice or or you know soda or something like that. So I've actually ended up like using the green juice like in replacement of that. So something like right. I would normally do. Uh, where I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm casual about it. I'm hanging out and you know, that's something that I can drink. That's a little bit different. No, that's smart. So I used to do this all the time when I was, when I was getting ready for shows and I was competing and obviously I can't have things that are, you know, Oh, I could see a big, uh, I could definitely see a Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, not only am I fueling my body with stuff that it needs and is good for, but it's also, what is like six calories per, yeah, it's like, and then if you blend it on ice, it's got a little, so, I mean, that's how you use it there, Justin, that's definitely how I use it during competing time because Mm -hmm. this is how I get this like, okay, satisfies this craving. And to be honest, to be Totally. totally transparent, like, I used to use a lot of times like BCAAs, stuff like that, which has got the bullshit flavoring and stuff oh, like in there. Oh, so because oh, you yeah. want that taste. Yeah, I mean, just because I want some. You still wanted the Diet Cokes every now and then too, right? right sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, but this is a much better alternative mm-hmm. to that that's, you know, that doesn't have all that crap in it. So, Dude. so you got it. So, Justin, I want you to tell. <laughs> I want you to tell Adam that story that you told me out there. You you want me to to tell it, dude? Uh, uh, it's we'll, we'll ter- I know you're tormented. I'm a little tormented just because. But it's life, dude. It's what you have to. It do It is sometimes. life, dude. This is like this was intense. This is an intense thing I had to go through. But he, he uh, was he had trouble telling me the story. Well, only because nah, I'm all ears. Well, I didn't want to like come across certain ways. You know, on the podcast, we have to kind of think about things at yeah. a time, like what people's reaction may be to. <laughs> You know, life. <laughs> we we kind of do that. You know what I mean? Like, kind of. Yeah, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Doug would probably disagree. I'm totally okay with talking about stuff, and this is part of life, right? So, um, I haven't even brought up the chickens in a really long time. Yeah, what's going on with them? Did you so, eat them? <laughs> no, listen. Did you eat that, your Let me fucking... tell my damn story. Oh, listen, you know I suck at telling stories. You guys <laughs> fucking jack me every time. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah. So basically, okay, like uh, I have, I have how many now? I have probably like. Six or no, I have eight because we just added two. Dang, okay? you have a lot of chickens. We got a lot, and we just got these two that two months ago Courtney decided. Oh, we need because they're they're not really producing. They're still having a really hard time producing eggs, and we were trying to figure it out. We not making them feel comfortable, dude. Dude, we ended up getting like two eggs for them to be moms, and you know, kind of deal with that whole thing that they had going on. And <laughs> you know, they grew up, and now we have those other two, but there's still like this dysfunction amongst the group, right? And um. <laughs> you, Dude, you took care of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to all this, but uh, basically, like, so there's one, there's one chicken that just, just dominates, right? <laughs> and and so there's like the, the two new ones are the sweetest little chickens, like ever. <laughs> like one of them comes up to me, I like pet it and stuff, and like my youngest son, he, he that's like his little buddy, you know. 
And it, it's it's the cutest little chicken. Anyways, all these other ones are so, assholes. So they act like little dogs, the cute ones. Yeah, the cute ones, little, you know. And, the, and we just introduced them to the group, and like it took them forever to accept them because they're assholes. Right. And um, <laughs> I you, didn't know chick- chickens were such fuckers. Oh yeah, for dude, sure. Dude, chicken fuckers. Yeah, yeah. you got to massage their feet, dude. Massage their feet. Yeah, that's how we get them to settle down and have more eggs. We used wow. to do that all the time. Wow. Are you serious? I should I should consult you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I should have consulted you. Anyway, uh, basically, so there's this one fucking, uh, this, this one chicken. That's and it's a big one, right? Big, the biggest of the big, right? And <laughs> it eats, eats all the food, uh, pecks the fuck out of everybody else. Like, it almost left, like, one of the smaller ones, a sweet one, like, dead. Like, it, it just, like, pecked the hell out of it, ripped out all its feathers. And, oh, fuck. I mean, it was, like, I was like, oh, this asshole, you know? And um, Courtney was just, like, you know, uh, at a loss because in the mornings, every morning, it crows, just like a rooster. It's just, like, super loud, obnoxious, 6 a.m. This has been happening for the last couple of weeks and like, I know our neighbors do not like us. You know, <laughs> this thing is just obnoxious. It's like just going after everybody. It's like hoarding all Bro, the Bro, what did you do? Just listen. This is all part of the story. See how engaged he is, <laughs> yeah. though? Yeah. So <laughs> he obviously had to practice this story like three no, times. No, 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 bro. I'm just getting better. So I, I take this chicken, right? It's the spotted chicken. Um, I just have to be clear about all this stuff. I took him, her. And, and I walked, you know, away from away from the coop, and I'm and I'm petting it nicely. And but you had to you had to do research, right, to figure out how to. I did have to do research. Yeah, to, so anyway, yeah, I'll, I mean, the climax is I I had to take care of it, right? <laughs> I had to take care of this problem. So, um, Courtney and I kind of decided she she actually was like thinking about it herself. She's like, oh my god, like this thing, it's like it's taking over everything. Like we got to do something about it. So like, I just can't do it, and she just was all like distraught about it. And asked me to to take care of it. And I was like, okay, you know, like this is something that I have to do. And so I, yeah, I went on YouTube and I'm looking up some different techniques, you know, the most humane, you know, or the most like the quickest way what to do it. What are you looking up for what? what take care of to what? To kill it. Oh, to kill it. To kill it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. You didn't tell Come me on, to bro. This is your friend. No, I, I'm well, he's, take... spe- he's speaking in fucking parables here. No, no, no. I can't, no, no. I can't yeah. put it together, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 I didn't want you yeah. to yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you killed it. Yeah. 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 He's like going to be the end of the story. He's like the mafia. What happened to Johnny? Yeah, yeah. I took care of him. Yeah, I took care of him. You said I took care of him. Like, you jerk it off? What do you do? I don't even know what he did over here. What's going on? I mean, I definitely did something to its neck. So you came You came over. You had to kill it. Yeah. So I took it out, you know, away from the group, and and um, I was like, you know, I want to, like, I love animals, dude. And so I'm just petting it, and I'm just like, you know, I, I want to make sure that it, like, it, it knows. Like, I'm like, dude, you know, this has to happen. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I was just petting stop. it. It was looking at me a certain way. And so I grabbed it by the neck, and, you know, Snap. I did this technique. And so, you know, I kind of swung it and then, you know, snapped its neck. And, um, you know, and then it got crazy. <laughs> so, it's still it's still alive for a yeah, minute. So, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what was it doing? Like fighting? It'll run around like crazy. Well, it's, so, it's, so its whole head kind of fell down, you know, yeah. and then like, and then its whole and then it's, it was like trying to kind of move and oh, Peter's coming out. Yeah, and then I was sure. yeah, and then I was like, pet, you know, put it down and try to let it all kind of resolve, and then it looked like it resolved. And I'm like, oh man, okay. And I went to go get it, you know, because and then it it the body like 
resurrected. Yeah. And then it just, <laughs> you know, jumped like and, and went right back towards the coop. <laughs> and then like these other two chickens like came out of nowhere, like the, the younger ones. And they like it was in the corner and I was kind of watching it. I was right next to this, this, the stair. And um, like these other two chickens came right over and started pecking the shit out of it and like trying to like, like get into the, to the action. Bro, they saw, they saw they were, like, like piranhas. And these are the two that love Justin. So. I can't believe you didn't consult me on any of this stuff. You I, know that this is what I did, bro. I, I honestly, bro, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, so, just, I mean, I would have walked you through exactly how to do all this. But what it? you should have done is you actually should have broke its neck in front of everybody else. Oh, the rest all, of all the rest of them. Set so they knew. You should have yeah, set the precedence right there. Who's boss? <laughs> I thought about that. Right there. You I kind of had that as I was holding it in my arms and, and walking it <laughs> yeah. away from them. Just like I kind of looked them all in the eyes. Like, yeah. Just listen, this is, you know, this is why you're looking at all the rest of them. It's kind of the reality. But I, the funny, the crazy part to me is that the two little sweet chickens saw the big one that's fucking going down yeah. and they're like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Almost as if they planned the whole thing. Like they were sweet to Justin, <laughs> wow. his kids. Wow, I didn't think of that. They totally when was it? You're, you're making connections. Was this just the other day? This is yesterday. Oh, this all happened to you yesterday. So yeah. let me ask Last you. Last night. So I know you're an animal lover for sure. Definitely. And, uh, you're not, a, you've been, have you ever been hunting? I um you know what I've I, I've been hunting but I haven't actually killed anything. So, so okay, so you had to do this with your bare hands. Like yeah, what? How do you do that? Like what happens? Uh, I had to like I had to really kind of summon this this other operating system. Like, <laughs> I just like I had to like I'm like look, this just has to be done. Like I have to do this in a certain way. Did you feel like a caveman all perform? The time? Yeah. So I just like it brought back this yeah this real weird like primal, um yeah like the button you know what I mean like. <laughs> Like it just happened. The first time you do that shit, it's it, it, it most, was real. It's very real. Most people have a hard time. I, mean, I know I struggle with that stuff. Working, at the, I mean, you, I had to get used to it really quick. But I how do they the, kill chickens normally? Oh, dude, I, we don't want to go down. Yeah, this that's road. Oh, that's bad? not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I have some. I mean, when you get into some stories like that, we'll talk off air. Some of the shit that I had to do and, and go through, like it working on a, on a ranch. You know, dude, the, like here's the some, here, there was some gruesome shit. And you and your friend, you gave it to your friend, right? Yeah, gave it to your friend. She's made a nice stew out of it. Yeah, so, so, the we, way I look at it is like, because I want to. I've never been hunting. I've never killed uh, an animal before. I love animals, um, but uh, I also eat animal. I mm-hmm. eat meat all the time. Right. And I want to go hunting so bad, but it's not because I want to hunt. It's because I feel like a massive hypocrite because I eat meat, but I've never killed it before. Yeah. And so- Well, that's what a lot of vegetarians will tell you. They'll say like, you should, ha- you should go out and do that. And if you still feel fine and okay with that's it- what I'm, That's it. what I want to so do. That's where I, that, that was literally going through my head. Like I felt like connected to, you know, because we had meat that night too. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like this is like- the reality of what it takes, you know, to produce your food and on my table, like I have to know, you know, I got to be a part of that. And, yeah. and, and I still felt like this is, this is life. Like this life takes life to, to, to survive. So, you know, this, is, this eat, was, this is one of those things. I didn't eat chicken for a couple of weeks after the first experience for me, really? but mine was really gruesome compared to that. Oh like, yeah. yeah. So I, cause I, we actually, yeah, I didn't want to cut its we, neck. I didn't we, want all the, we raised them. We raised them. Killed them, plucked them, yeah. boiled them, did all that. Like I did, like from start to finish, like every for every process of that, right? And the first time we had to do that, it was like just because yeah, if I, it was one of the sweeter ones, I had a real hard. Well, time and I spent was, hours, this one was an hours of doing that one day. You know, say so like my first day of doing that was like 
all day all i'm doing is slitting throats and like to oh, and yeah. then and yeah, working working with them for like four hours and yeah. then like later that night like nah, yeah chicken didn't sound very good that day well so yeah, it yeah. took me about a week or so before yeah. it's yeah. this it's I'll this part of beef. it's yeah. this part of us as humans that we are completely disconnected from i mean the only time you see that's meat, a good point the only time you see meat in modern societies is at the grocery store and it's covered in plastic in a container and it's a cut of meat. Like you don't realize. And so I've had this, this thought so many times because I do have a lot of empathies for vegans who do it for moral reasons. I've said it so many times on the podcast and part of me is like, look, I need to go kill an animal and eat the, what I kill. Otherwise, I feel like a massive hypocrite because one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to kill the animal and then become a vegan. Because if I have a big problem with it, that's what I'm going to do. Or I kill it, realize what's going on, and don't become a vegan. But I was... I could see you going that direction. Yeah. What? Going vegan because of that. You think so? Yeah. Well, Out of the three of us in this room, I think you're, you're the most likely to do that. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know because I've never, you know, I've never done it. The closest I've ever come was when I went to Sicily as a 12, was I 12? 12 years old. And we went to... My cousin had just eloped with this dude who was from like the hills of Sicily. So they're like old school Sicilian, like you drive up and they've got, you know, suspenders on and a rifle and they've got animals and, you know, like old school Sicilian people. And we walk into this barn where we were all going to have this big dinner later on that night. And there's a, I'm 12, so I have no idea what the fuck's going on. And there's this like little, like lamb, you know, tied up in the corner. Mm. So I'm like, oh, they have a pet. It's so cute. So I played with the lamb. I'm over there playing with it and, you know, doing the whole thing. And fuck, dude, next thing I know, like two hours later, here comes my uncle and my dad and all these guys and they've got the knife and they're like, hey, you want to watch this kill the, you know, this is what we're going to have tonight for dinner. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, wow. But I'm 12 and, you know, at 12 as a, as a, as a boy, mm. you're trying to become a man, right? right? So if I was like 10, I would have been like, no, and I would have ran away. But I'm 12, so I'm like, okay, I have to stay here and watch this whole thing. Yeah. And I did and I watched the whole thing. And it disturbed me, but then I ate the meat, and I was okay. So I think I'll be okay hunting, too. Yeah. You know I, mean? I told you guys for my, my best friend who got married just as last... This was last year, the year before, right? I had to go... That was part of my duties as a best man. Him and I had to go slaughter a, uh, a pig. What? Yeah, dude. What kind of a... Yeah, that's a lot more involved. Yeah, it's a mom. Oh, that's part, that's part oh, of the tradition. Oh, yeah. And then from that, you literally slaughter it, and then we go and clean it all, like the, all the brothers and all the family get together, and that's right. all part of the wedding process. You got it. And yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then you prepare it, and then for the, the wedding dinner and everything like that, that's part of the wedding dinner. That's See, crazy. I've gutted animals before. Like, my grandpa, like, would put up a, a deer, and, you know, I'd help him, like, clean it out and all that stuff. And I've done that with fish, like, countless times. This is the first time, you know. Like with, <laughs> well, with hey, a live animal, yeah. where I'm just like, okay, well, yeah. When hey, you man. when you take the life like that and that close with your bare hands, it's yeah. a different. It's, it's, in, it's yeah. a it's a part it's of even us di- it's in even my different because I've yeah. I've done all the all of it right. So yeah, I've done, yeah. not all of it, but I've done a lot of that right. Being growing up on a farm, been around a lot of like stuff with that, and I've even hunted. And there's a difference in shooting something from a distance and it falling down, and then you dragging it home, and then having to do stuff versus you with your bare hands having yeah. to yeah. Take the up, lot. up yeah. close and yeah. personal. I'm wondering why the bird's not coming. <laughs> save, save us. Yeah. Say, hey, listen, bird, you're cool. Yeah. Just be cool, right? <laughs> this quaz brought to you by Organifi. 
For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Jacob Emery 24 You mentioned protein cycling and cycling other supplements such as creatine. How often and how long should you cycle these and other supplements? That's a great question. Uh, I don't think there's a, a good specific answer. Yeah. Uh, I really yeah. don't. Uh, well, they're, they're, I can everybody. tell you what I do You know, uh, with protein cycling. I have anywhere between two to maybe – Six days out of the month, so either once a week, uh, once or twice a week, or sometimes once every other week. Okay, so it depends on on what what's happening with my life at the time. But I will have a low protein day, or even just a low calorie day. In fact, when me and Adam were in uh, in L.A., I don't think I ate more than twelve hundred calories each day. We ate almost we we barely ever ate. Um, and when I do that, I actually feel phenomenal. Not during. While I'm doing it during, I, I don't really necessarily notice anything. But when I come back and then eat normally, I seem to get this boost uh, that I wouldn't have gotten had I not done that in terms of performance or whatever. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I do it. The other reason why I do it is uh, going low on protein or fasting uh, where you don't have any protein. That's one of the reasons why you you accelerate or promote uh, apoptosis of sales, which is the the program cell death. So it's the it's the lack of it's the lack of carbohydrates and the lack of protein that actually promote that. Now fat will inhibit some of it, but you can have just fat and low calories and not have protein or carbohydrates, and you'll still do this. In fact, Dr. Valtolongo is uh, his his fasting mimicking diet is similar to that. Uh, I'm, I'm I know I'm butchering it, but it's similar to what I'm talking about as far as creatine is concerned i used to take creatine every day day in and day out for years you said right since i was 16 whoa wow that yeah. consistent with yeah that. so i've been taking creatine for a very very long time luckily it's been proven to be safe oh <laughs> so, man <laughs> i know that would suck if some shit right? came out yeah. um but i do take uh i only take creatine on my hard workout days now so now mm-hmm. i take it probably three days a week um, and that's pretty much it. So I, I guess that counts as cycling. I don't. Um, I should probably go completely off for a couple weeks, but I I think it's a good idea to do all supplements that way. And the way I judge it with supplements, because there are some supplements that I'll take that I notice somewhat of a uh, like a, a a benefit is I'll take them until I notice I don't get that benefit that much anymore. And then rather than taking more, I stop. So coffee is an example. Uh, coffee, caffeine. I get a great benefit from it. I feel great. I feel mm. motivated. I get lots of ideas. I'm on fire. The when I start to notice that I drink the caffeine and don't get really that much of it, and uh, it just kind of makes me feel normal. That's when I start to cycle out of it, and then kind of repeat the cycle. So. Well, I I like that you said that because you're right. I, I I think it's almost impossible to give like a a protocol for this because the because of the individual variants of ge- not only the individual variants of everybody's body types and genetic makeup but even their their routines and their habits and the foods that they naturally gravitate would completely uh change how I would recommend this for example uh when we talk about creatine um 
not that long ago, I just started. It was maybe two, three weeks ago now, um, or I don't know when this comes out. So it's only been a small while that I've been uh, taking creatine again. And part of the only reasons why I did that, one, it's been a long time since I've taken creatine, and, I, and I, I've been meaning to get around to like, oh, let's see if I throw it in and see if I notice a little d- a difference, right? The other reason that really sparked me to do it was that I had reduced my uh, red meat intake significantly, and that's the main source that we where we can find creatine in it naturally, right? So when you eat a steak, uh, you get some creatine in there, and it's not quite the amount that you would get in a supplement serving. But if you're somebody like me who eats red meat a lot, I'm getting quite a bit of uh, natural creatine in my diet, and because I haven't been eating nearly as much, I thought, okay, well, this will be a good time to do it because if there, if I ever was going to see a boost from supplementing for it, it would be when I'm lacking it in my diet. So, and the, and the same thing would go true for things like protein. Like the people that I think, in my opinion, are going to benefit the most from cycling off protein or having a protein-free day like Sal does are the people that overconsume it. So if you're somebody who consumes 200 grams, 300 grams of protein pretty consistently, those guys and girls are going to see probably the most benefit from cycling off of it once or every other week uh, where you have a day where you pretty much don't have any or have very, very minimal. So that's how I would recommend if you're somebody who is oversaturating yourself with, you know, a protein, I would be, I would cycle off of it pretty frequently. Like if you're a high protein intake person, 200 grams plus for a normal body weight, I would be telling you, okay, once a week, kind of like what Ben Pokolsky recommends. That's what he said, right? Once yeah. a week. Yeah, once that's, a, that's, that was the goal that I used to aim for. Yeah. I think, I, but I also think if you're someone like me, where right like right now I'm struggling to hit my my protein targets you know I think it's although I still think it's beneficial I think it's less beneficial for me who's already struggling to get enough protein uh in on a regular basis than the guy or girl who is over consuming a lot so just keep that in did mind did you notice anything by the way from the creatine since cuz you said you hadn't taken it for a I, while I I I am digging it right now I'm feeling I'm feeling good my workouts uh, stronger right yeah stronger going longer you know my, my stamina in my workouts if it, I mean that's really what it does right I mean we're replenishing our <laughs> Stronger and going longer. Yeah. That's, that's a the great best, tagline. Yeah. That's the best creatine commercial yeah. of all time. Yeah. You know, I, I was gravitating to that. It's one of the few supplements you can take and notice. You know what I mean? Where you take it and you know, it's within fun. five days, you're like, oh shit, I can tell. Oh so, yeah, I know. Because we were not sponsored by a creatine company and Organifi doesn't uh, supply creatine, I had to go buy it, right? And the, and the, I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, uh, I, I want to get creatine. I just want the pill form. Um, which ones you got? And he's like, oh, we got these right here. He's like, take that one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's Come up? Creed 5000. Why yeah. is this one? He's like, well, that one, <laughs> that one has creatine and ATP. And I'm like, like boom. Huh? <laughs> I was like so confused. Mike, drop. Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, you got to get that one. That's the newest one that has creatine and ATP. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me. That fucking creatine is what's getting converted over into ATP. I'm like, I don't understand what, how, how you're, con- how you're you get putting both. that in, in powder form and for me to consume. And I tried to get him to explain it to me, and I was just like, never mind. I'll just I'll go home. You know what's funny about that? I'll go that? home and look it up myself. That's not, that's not the way it works. So, yeah, you can buy uh, dinosaur. But your body doesn't, your body's no, not. No, you, you destroy it. It doesn't get, it doesn't do anything. It's, it's, yeah. so it's like. It's like leptin. It's like when people take leptin, the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's like, um, here's a good example. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to boost nitric oxide, okay, arginine is one, basically the closest step to converting to nitric oxide. However, citrulline, which gets converted to arginine, which then gets converted to, to nitric oxide, does a be- much better job of boosting nitric oxide than arginine does, even though there's an extra step. And that's because 
it doesn't get destroyed by the body like Arganine does. So yeah, I love seeing these supplements like pure ATP. It's like, yeah. why would I even take creatine then? I'll just take that shit and just be like, well, that's ah. why that's why I was so confused. But I'm like, don't. I'm like, this is hilarious that they're now doing this with creatine. I didn't even know that this was a thing until I because yeah. I hadn't bought creatine in a long time. It has molecules, and I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like powerful. He's like telling me, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have asked. Why did I do that? Because that's, a, the, that's literally what they say, right? Yeah, totally. Why should yeah. I take this creatine? Yeah. Oh, it's got. It's got it's got enzymes. It's, it's a yeah. chemical explosion. <laughs> no, 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 no. Electrolytes. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. Remember, guys. Yeah. It's the catalyst for <laughs> <laughs> electro stimulation. It catalyzes but anabolism. Is, but you know what? Though I mean, a little bit of an off topic, but it is along these lines. I mean, this is what uh, this is what the industry does: is we take a a little bit of information that we we know is true. We know that we know that creatine helps replenish right your ATP ADP molecules. Right. Yeah. So with that. What if we put ATP yeah. in with the creatine? Boom! You know, and so <laughs> anybody's thought of the combo. Right. So then if somebody who is a, like, you know, average consumer who may have read a couple magazine articles or a study might look at that and go like, oh, shit, this shit's on your regular creatine because I'm getting the ATP with my oh, creatine. My yeah. So Some I, of the supplements out there crack me up like deer antler velvet. Like, yeah. like, how are they harvesting this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody like, thinks about that. There's like a whole bunch of like deer, and there's people like just <laughs> picking off the velvet, yeah. you know, the velvet. Yeah. Well, still. I mean, what yeah. is it? Or the, the white tree bark that's blessed by monks that you always yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, or, uh, uh, you know, Don't they put some kind of like like urine, you know, like for like testosterone. There is, some, a, like, ur- product there is like, a urine one. What right? is that? What is that? I have Bull, no idea. Bullfrog urine. Oh my God. <laughs> it has to be something weird, right? It does. Then people will buy it. Yeah, yeah. People won't buy it if it's like. Yeah, if I said, hey, I pissed in this, this is going to help you. <laughs> it can't be like, it's not going to be golden. I'm on testosterone. If you drink this, you're going to get results. It can't be like golden retriever urine. We'd be like, ah, that's not that exotic. Right. You know, yeah. but like, yeah. you know, yeah, African frog snake piss or some weird shit like that be like, oh my god yeah. wow i've never heard of an african that's frog like snake. from ancient greece yeah. that's crazy yeah. you, you guys know mythical what, creature you guys know horny goat weed right the yeah, supplement yeah. so horny goat weed actually has a has a uh, uh, something in it that does uh prevent the enzyme that degrades nitric oxide from doing what it does so you do get better boners with horny goat weed do you guys know why it's named horny goat weed no well the, i'm sure the goats were banging stuff right yeah so yeah. uh like herders uh, notice this is the legend. Oh, notice that their goats were just f- like fucking just like raging, fr- like crazy. Yeah, and they deduced that the oh, it's because they're eating these things. So then they picked them, and then they made their own teas and whatever. This is a long time. It's an old supplement. Oh my god! And is that a wise? It, is that an old wise tale too? Or no, is that crazy goats. Does it have yeah. something related to it? No, that's yeah. literally why it's called horny goat weed. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm. It's Boom. cool because it's got my three favorite things. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's your knowledge like, bomb out. of the day moving along, Douglas. Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash Mind Pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash Mind Pump and get a 30-day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mind pump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Bronk Writer 3445 can't eat vegetables. 
The thought of putting something green in his mouth repulses him. Both the taste and the texture. Hold on. How old is this guy? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Keep going. He's like... Yeah. So putting something on them or cooking them just doesn't do it. The only way is to blend with a bunch of fruit and almond milk. Is this a sustainable way to get nutrition or is he missing out on blending? You it? want it in a sippy cup? Yeah. <laughs> just, just you know I mean? You're a dick. You know what? Dude, you know, this is actually more common than you would think, but actually. You, but you know what pisses me off about this question? What? I'll tell you what pisses me off. Why, why? Vegetables is a big category. So, like, can't eat vegetables. He's made up his mind. That's, yeah. I'm not going to eat vegetables. Like, that's, that's the number one thing. But let's just mm. say you do genuinely... You don't have an allergy to them, and they don't, you know, they don't. You don't have some psychological uh, blockage because that could be very true too. Like, you could psychologically be so repulsed that the well, I was going to go. I'm going to go down that direction. So, if you finish your statement here, because I'm going to defend this poor guy after you yeah. just mutilate him. So, right. <laughs> no, I'm not going to mutilate him. So, so I I have a story uh, that is kind of related to this that I've experienced uh, recently. So I I don't make any. Uh, it's not a mystery that I don't like the taste of alcohol. I just Simply don't. I don't enjoy alcohol at all. If I do drink, it's because I plan on getting buzzed or drunk. So it's not like I'm enjoying the alcohol. And if I want to enjoy the taste of alcohol, it's usually mixed with some kind of something colorful, really fruity, fruity something. Yeah, I'm going to get something that uh, that Adam and Justin are going to make fun of me over, which has always happened. <laughs> we well, never do that. Um, so, but, you know, this whole time, like... My, my, I'm Italian. My family, they love wine. And, you know, my ex-wife's family used to drink wine all the time. And, you know, my girlfriend, she enjoys whiskey, believe it or not. And sometimes she'll, she likes red wine. And so she's telling me, like, we're having this conversation. I'm like, I just don't like the fucking taste. Like, I don't like the taste. And she's like, you have to be mindful of it. You have to smell it and start to appreciate the flavor. Not necessarily like the flavor, but just appreciate and, and really be mindful of it. So... I actually have been having a shot glass worth of wine every night for the past uh, maybe three nights, just a shot glass worth because I'm not trying to drink a lot of alcohol, but because I'm trying to do this and, and I'm approaching it with the mentality of I want to see where I can take my mind with this. Not necessarily because I want to drink wine, but because a lot of people like wine. There's a reason why a lot of people like wine, right? So let me see what I can do with this. So I'm she pours me just a shot glass worth and, and it takes me... No joke, we'll sit outside for an hour and a half and we'll have conversation. That's how long it takes me to drink this because what I do is I smell it. I stick my nose in the glass and I smell it and smell it and smell it. Then I taste a tiny bit, let it sit in my mouth. And I'm really trying to understand the flavor and appreciate it. And something interesting happened. Something snapped after like the second or third night. I I recognized like it reminded me a little bit of vinegar. And I don't mean because it's bad wine. But, you know, if you leave wine out too long, it does turn into that, right? Mm. And there's something... Yeah. yeah. That's Somebody who's a big wine process. connoisseur is listening right now, like, bro, you're drinking shit wine. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I mean is it's like, uh, I don't know, I could kind of understand now why people appreciate it a little bit. And I do like Well, you drink that, kombucha, right? I, right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm realizing that part of the reason why I don't like wine isn't because I don't like wine necessarily. It's because I decided I didn't like wine right. a long time ago when I was yep. a kid. You put that in your head. And totally. It's always been your go-to. Totally. Yep. And so now, believe it or not, I'm starting to appreciate a little bit. And I think if I keep up with it, I'll probably start to enjoy the taste. Yeah. Now, my girlfriend has had a similar experience with vegetables. She grew up in a family that ate no vegetables ever. She never ate vegetables at all until her 20s. And she said she did the same thing where 
just the smell of vegetables or the sight of it made her gag, but then she started really getting into health and uh, and wellness. So she started doing what I did with the wine. And she said, after doing that, after a few months, she, she there were certain vegetables that she started to enjoy eating. And now me and her, like vegetables is one of our favorite parts of our, our meals. Now I grew up with vegetables, so it's not a big deal, but she is a huge vegetable lover. Well, she'll eat it and enjoy the taste. So that would be some advice I'd give you in terms of you know trying to eat them. Oh, well, before you go, I, the reason why I'm so hard on him is because of the fact that, you know, as I was raised, that was like, I, my, I did, I hated them. I hated vegetables because of it. And I figured out, uh, once I moved out of the house or not even moved out of the house, I think once I, you know, was like in junior high or high school, it's like, I started to go out and go to my friend's houses and, and taste, you know, how they prepared them. And that was like game changer. It was like, it was getting microwaved, you know, it was like butter all over it so the 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 go-to for like my parents was like you will eat this and so we'll make it more tasty by putting like Velveeta cheese on it and like you know (laughs) like butter and like all these things and they made it more soggy more disgusting and it's just like it was terrible so you know when I actually had a little bit of like a crunch to it and um you know I was able to 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 really kind of taste how it should taste with like light you know, oil on it or, or like it was, it had some garlic or it had, you know, something that, you know, all in the preparation of it, it changed everything. So, well, I had a, a similar relationship with them as, uh, your, as Jessica did. And I, and I, that's where I was going to defend this guy or girl, whoever, I don't know if it's a guy or girl defend them about this is because, you know, I, I struggled with this for a long time and there, there was a couple reasons that, and I find it, most common that when I have clients that struggle with eating vegetables share this similar story. Now there's exceptions to the rule, but uh, for the most part, most people that can't stand them, hate them, all this stuff, like kind of where Sal was going is at some point in your life, like you've established this, you know, and more, more often than not, it's when you were a child and either one, you had a parent that forced it down your throat. And so there is this like resentment that you have to, it. you know, like when your parents tell you, you have to do something, you really don't want to do it just because you're being told to. So mm-hmm. you've built this relationship with it because you had to, now you don't want to, or you grew up in a home like mine where my parents not only didn't make us have vegetables, we rarely even had them around. And so I ate sugar and crap and all kinds of bad food. And so I never even even created a palate for that. And I was eating all these foods that were artificially enhanced that caused my palate to be off. So then when I go to try and eat vegetables, they're bland and boring as fuck and just taste like I'm eating grass. And then I get, then I get older and I get a little bit wiser and realize, okay, vegetables are important. I need to make sure I have them. But now I'm like in my early 20s and I'm a trainer now. And I know I need to somewhat have them. But then I I would eat them, but it would be like forcing them down because I'm eating them because I know I need them, but I can't enjoy them because at that time in my life, I was still suffering from the um, you know demonizing of fat. And so I didn't use olive oil or salts or butter or things that could make a freaking vegetable really, really fucking good when you learn and uh, learn to cook with these things. So I was eating just plain ass broccoli, asparagus, green beans. I mean, just with just boiled or steamed with nothing on them. So, you know, talk about a guy who already doesn't have a palate for it and their and their their palate's all fucked up because of all the crap I used to consume. Then I go to eat vegetables. Then when I'm eating the vegetables, I'm steaming or boiling them only. So I was like, this is just rough for me. 
Now, it wasn't until later on that I really start to enjoy them when I started to season them and I used salts and butters and oils and balsamic and and actually could learn to, to prepare them a little better. And it was like, oh, shit, OK, these could be a little more palatable. That really changed the game for me. But I will say this. You, you, you don't want to beat up on yourself if this is one of the ways that you get your supplements. I think it's totally okay if you blend them up. I think we're trying to address this relationship that you have with it and talk about you're not losing by blending it up. You're not. I mean, if you are juicing it, different story. But if you're blending it, you're getting a lot of the benefits from it. And this is also why I highly recommend the the green juice with uh, that we are that we use from Organifi. If you're somebody who doesn't consistently like me, because even though I've learned to like them more, I eat them more often, there still are days where I could go all day long and not really get any vegetables in. And so when I do that, then it becomes important that I include something like this into my diet because I'm already somebody who has to actively think about including, I'm not like Sal out of all of us is the best at this. Like this guy will literally come in with, you know, four cups of broccoli and he'll yeah, sit down and yeah. eat just broccoli <laughs> like by a itself. mountain. Yeah. And, and I, I've tried to since being around him, that's something that I've taken and I've tried to do. And I, I, I've definitely gotten better with it. I definitely can do that now. I've learned, and Doug made this incredible dish for us one of the first times we traveled. Oh, that's right. With oh, the, the Brussels, Brussels sprouts? Yeah, yeah. The oh, yeah. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that was good. And walnuts and bacon. That's and, all we ate that night. And balsamic and then ghee butter over it. And I've shared this recipe on my Instagram before. Like, man, that was a, I literally now will sit down and just eat a whole bowl of Brussels, Brussels sprouts because it, Brussels sprout, because it actually tastes Phenomenal. So, you know, between trying to put that in and practice it, using different things to prepare it, look up recipes. If you're just boiling or steaming it, man, that shit can get boring real fast, especially with somebody that's already struggling psychologically with them and doesn't enjoy the taste. Well, here's there was a second part, too, about blending them if he's missing out because he's blending them. Um, I I address that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much okay, but but also keep keep this in mind. And I'm learning more and more about the importance of this. Chewing your food. That's yeah, part of the digestion. It is. Yeah. It not only is chewing your food part of the digestion. So people, I used to think chewing the food is part of the digestion because it's just my teeth. You're breaking is, it down. No. Like, that's what you're thinking. It's, it's also the saliva. Yeah, for sure. Your saliva mixes in there. And while you're chewing things, your, your, your stomach is producing things. So it's, a, it's actually a big part of it. So yeah, you can totally blend them. It's totally fine. That's a great way to get them if you hate them, absolutely hate them. But uh, chewing and eating things is the best way. I mean, is it hard for you not to feel like a parent right now, though? Yeah, just <laughs> chew your food and eat your greens. Okay? <laughs> Do it. All right. Next up, Nick Ford Health. On the days he uses the sauna after training, should he do his post-prime directly after his workout or after his sauna? <clears throat> this is a good question. I'm wondering if he's wanting to know... Prime Pro or Maps Prime because if he's priming his body for his workout, well, to, it's, it's to, the post prime, meaning that so in in Maps his prime, fortification sessions, yeah. So in okay, Maps, that's why I'm saying yeah. Hmm. So Maps Prime, so it's Prime and Prime Pro. Maps Prime teaches your body. This is for the listeners who don't have the program. It it shows you how to design your priming sessions, which is a far far better thing than a warm-up because it sets your body up yeah. so it sets what you do yeah. before but Throw it also your pre-workouts and do this and stuff. right so but it also shows we don't talk about this much on the show it also teaches you what you should do after you immediately after your workout with what we call a post-prime session the post-prime sessions job 
Okay, so the, pr- the, the pre-prime session's job is to set your body up for what you're about to do by uh, giving you better uh, a better chance to have better recruitment patterns based on your body. Yeah, you're the, teaching your body these movements uh, going into the workout. Yes, yeah. after the workout, the post-prime session is designed to solidify whatever signal that you've sent uh, with your workout. So that's an important thing to understand because the closer it is to after your workout, the better. But here's a second reason why you shouldn't do it after a sauna and why you shouldn't do any kind of hard uh, training or correctional anything after right after a hot sauna. Heat does depress the central nervous system. Uh, that's why when you get really tired, you get lazy and lethargic. It's just part of what heat does. It's part of the benefit of what heat provides. But if you're right after your sauna session, you're number one, you're far away from your workout or further away from your workout, so it loses some of its potency. But also, you're all hot. Your CNS is kind of down, down-regulated a little bit and everything feels a little... Now you're going to go try doing this post-prime session, which is supposed to take advantage of the CNS that you just amped up with your workout. Right. That is no longer there, so... Uh, there's actually a big difference. You're far better off doing your post-prime session right after your workout and then do the sauna afterwards, but not doing the sauna in between. Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera Coffee that we have. Chimera Coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com. Put in the discount code MINDPUMP for 10% at the checkout. Also, you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out. They're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite. Put in the code MINDPUMP and get 10% off. Go check it out. DJ Pellet 85, or maybe Pele. Uh, thoughts on sandbag. <laughs> DJ, so DJ Pele 85. Pelé, la, la, la. Thoughts of sandbag training for both muscular development and fat burning. You fucking sandbagger. Um, <laughs> Whoa, that almost used, sounded racist. Remember when we used to say uh, sand, sandbaggers? Uh, do you remember that? Sound? Oh, at twenty four. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody who used to hold hold revenue for the next month. You know what they you're would a, do? You're a sandbagger. You know what they would that. do, Doug? Because Doug's looking at us. So <laughs> at, 20, at twenty four fitness, you would have these closeouts. Okay, oh, yeah. they there they was wait an, months. There was an end of month closeout, yeah. which is when you ended all the monthly promotions, and then there was a mid month closeout, which is when you ended some shorter promotions. And the goal was to have like these massive sales days, right? Yeah. So what? idiots would do and i call them idiots because I, I used to look at this yeah, why and would like, you this not makes close no, somebody right away and hold no, on to it it makes no fucking sense well Crazy. There's, there's other things and sal they're I, motivated to win sal can explain justin this was long gone by the time justin came in but i remember this do you remember back, way back in the days when we actually could control when the credit card actually was charged oh my no. God. So, so a strategy oh, that wow. some would do would be this so let's say my, my I max out my paycheck. So like we, back then, we used to get paid by percentage of override. So if you hit a hundred ten percent of goal or whatever back then, you made X amount so, of dollars. So this is so against so, company yeah, company this, rules. This is super illegal, right? You get so, fired. So so <laughs> le, and, and let's say you never did this. Let's so say I yeah. I sold. Um, you know I hit a it's a day day before the end of the month and I hit my max goal. So I'm maxing out my So you're not going to make any more money. I'm not going to make any more money, but the club still technically has about another $10,000 in revenue that people's credit cards are supposed to get ran that day. So what you would do is you would not run those credit cards Mm. that day. You would wait till the first of the month the next day, and then you would run the $10,000 through to start the next month off really good so you're off and running. And that's sandbagging. 
That's real sandbagging. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> that is dirty. Yeah, Horrible. So, yeah. Dirty. There's worse stuff, but uh, okay. So sand- <laughs> yeah, we'll stop with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. if we ever want a job back with anyway, yeah, we uh, don't. So, uh, so yeah. sandbag training uh, for muscular development and fat burning is excellent. One of the reasons why sandbag training is so awesome is because it is an awkward uh, tool to hold. It's you can th- do things with sandbags that you can't do with weights and that you can't do with other tools by ver- just because of the nature of the sandbag itself. If you're an athlete, it's extremely valuable. If you're a grappler, a lot of your workout should be done with a sandbag. If you oh, got yeah. big sandbags that you could throw and lift and run with and put up on your shoulder to think about lifting somebody up right like how awkward that is so it's it's very applicable to those types of sports and those interactions you know uh because yeah the sandbag does provide that sort of like that that weight that shifts on you and you have to adjust and you have to be able to move your body accordingly and so it's nice for training when um, you know, you're in those types of uh, sports for sure. You well, have a lot of experience training with sandbags, I do, right? yeah. Uh-huh. But what are some good, like, great exercises? I mean, I do some cleans with them, which I always sure. like to do. Um, I do some uh, lunge walks where I have it, like, loaded on one side specifically. Or, you know, I'm, I'm carrying, I'm front loaded and I'm carrying it um, just, just to ac- accommodate for the weight. Cause a lot of times when I go to tackle, you know, like, and they're still trying to drive forward, like, you know, I would have to turn and, and I have to keep driving. And while their weight was shifting, I had to accommodate for that. So it was very ap- applicable for football too. Mm. So. I, I think that it, you know, since you guys said all the good things about it, I think here it's not the best thing for building muscle or the it's best like thing. an accessory, right? It's something that I think, yeah, is, for aesthetics, I don't know. It would be it would right. Be, yeah. And so it is not, um, like anything else. I don't think that there's one thing that's the, the best for this or best for that where I see it. Uh, I think the person that should use it is if you're like you, these guys just named a wrestler, a football player, it's, it has way more carryover to what they're doing. Now it, it does, uh, I think for functional training, like so, if you're someone who's more driven functionally, which is not muscle development or fat burning, you just want to be a functional person. You don't give a shit about how lean and ripped you are and how big your muscles yeah, are. I'm not thinking about fat burning throwing a sandbag. Around. Well, that's yeah. exactly, and that's the question. The question yeah. is, you know, both muscular development and fat burning. And yeah. I would say no, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, that great for it in comparison to a bunch of other stuff that you should probably be doing inside the gym with barbells and dumbbells. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like the guys were just saying, it's an incredible tool. It's an awesome tool that can be utilized with lots of different benefits, like the guys were just saying. Uh, I also think that uh, it's probably one of the more functional types of things that you can do in the gym because, let's be honest, in real life, like, you know, how many times have you thrown a bag of dog food over your shoulder mm. and carried it? How many times have you grabbed a five gallon bucket of water and carried it on one well, side? How much was that 200 pounds? That one that you picked up? Yeah, and, and that's, put over, a, that's yeah. a great point that you said that, Justin, because so they at, at the Golds, you work out at the right. They have this big 200 pound sandbag. Right. And for from from a muscular development perspective, and this is, by the way, this is not for the, the beginners or intermediate. This is if you're advanced. So if you're at the level like Adam where he's been training a long time, he understands his body, and he's developed quite a bit of muscle already, and he's trying to figure out different ways to hit muscles differently and to target small areas. A sandbag can be amazing uh, in one respect in particular, rounded Rounded, back lifting. lifting, We don't talk about rounded back lifting. Now, rounded back lifting doesn't mean that my, my lower back is all rounded and I look like a dog taking a shit. That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is 
when you're doing a lift or a deadlift or a row, whatever, very rarely are you lifting with a lot of intensity where your scapula is spread. Spread out. It's usually hugging. It's yeah. So with the sandbag, you got to lean over, which in real life is actually more very common. Common. Oh, right. that's that's how you lift things. Yeah. You lift things with the scapula. I mean, you go grab a couch or whatever. You're not sitting there with a super ridiculous posture. You got to kind of reach around it and, and kind of hug it. And so when you're lifting a heavy sandbag off the floor with this rounded upper back position where your scapula spread, you will develop those muscles in different ways, differently than you would with other traditional, you know, barbell lifts. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, for Adam, I mean, you did that for a second, right? Mm -hmm. And how did you notice, what did you notice in your back? Oh God, I mean, I, I, I overdid it. I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, I did talk about it briefly on the show. I mean, that was... Somebody had posted, first of all, picking it up, there's probably only, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 people in our gym that could even do that. A 200-pound sandbag is no joke. And like I was Only Jerry. Right. You, huh? Yeah, I was yeah. I was lifting it up over over five feet, too. So I was lifting it up and then, and then setting it up on a platform up about five feet, maybe a little bit higher. Um, so that's uh, pretty fucking brutal. I mean, it's brutal to do one of those. Uh, I was trying to get 10 out for time. And I think I ended up doing 15 of them, just practicing the mechanics of it. And boy, was I freaking sore. I mean, I was sore everywhere from my low back to my hamstrings. My glutes got sore from it. My biceps having to wrap my arms oh, around see, that. Oh, see, good point. Oh, God, my biceps felt like I had one of the hardest bicep workouts I'd done in a long time. I mean, it, it got me. It got me. I overdid it for sure. I mean, I should have not. I mean. But it's interesting because you could have done the same volume. The same intensity with other exercises that you're used to, and you wouldn't have been hammered. Like right, that. right. No, I mean that definitely is an example of you know how unique and different it is in comparison to normal barbell dumbbell movements, and then to go do something like that, uh, it you know it is that different from normal lifting that it got me really good, and it, of course pushing at that level that that's not smart that's not the smart trainer i mean i would never allow a client to have never done like i had not done any real sandbag work or stone work really ever you know but i'm a strong guy who's aware of mechanics and i'm pretty i have pretty good proprioception so i feel confident that i could pretty much look at almost any movement and exercise and perform it i would hope i can and so I, instead of like working my way up to that, like I should have, you know, maybe do a 50 pound bag, then a hundred pound bag, then a 150 pound bag, and then eventually get to 200. I went and grabbed the mm. 200 pound bag, which some guys can't even get off the damn floor. And I did it in that, you know, I paid for it for I, sure. I'd like to get a sandbag in here. I think it'd be good. Uh, we could show people how to use it. Yeah, no, I actually, that would be a neat, a nice YouTube series. You know, it is. And it's yeah. actually uh, not that expensive to do. And if, since we just brought it up right now, if you remind me when we get out of here, I'll, I'll order one because I wanted to do that already so i'd love to get like um from 50 to a 200 so 50 yeah. 100, 150 one and then 200 and then so. we've got the big steps so we can even, yeah. even emulate kind of what yeah. you did with yeah the, yeah absolutely excellent uh with that uh we just talked about youtube we have a youtube channel we post a new video on it every single day 365 days a year 366 days on leap year Whoa. uh yeah so basically every day it's mind pump tv go check it out hit subscribe we love you also, if you want to ask us a question that we answer on an episode like this one, the place to do it is Instagram. The page to do it on is Mind Pump Media. Now, I have a personal page. It's Mind Pump Sal. Justin is Mind Pump Justin. And Adam is Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. 
The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.